that's what happens, right? I guess one day you wake up and that's yeah. I'm, I'm I just turned 33. So uh, <laughs> but my my body started to hurt like the, that day. How um, weird is that though, right? Like yeah. out of nowhere you're like, "Wait, no. Wait, today? Yeah. <laughs> Today's yeah. the day?" Why? What what about why, why was yesterday okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh all right everybody, thanks for coming back another episode of Teed Up. Uh I got a very special guest with us. We got Mary Langle. Uh I can't even begin to describe your hats. You have you're, you wear many hats. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you kind of have a, a interesting and unique path to where you are now. You are currently the, uh, the producer of Erica Gorno Golf. Yes. And yes. if some if people don't know what Erica Gorno Golf is, give what what can they? Uh... So so we are a golf instruction YouTube channel. That's the core of our business. Um, accidentally, the YouTube channel became the core of our business, but it's the core of our business. So. We produce uh, original golf instruction content every week. We're posting new content every week. It is hosted by the lovely and talented Eric Cagorno, PGA uh, instructor. And um, it, it really is uh, for the, if we're talking golfers, because we're talking to a golfer audience for this podcast, it really is for the golfer that it has been playing a little while not necessarily the beginner and really wants to like break through, wants to get over a hump. You know, they've, they they've come so close to breaking a hundred and just can't do it mm -hmm. or, or 90 uh, or, or just can't like figure out how to like really master chipping those sorts of things. Yeah. We are really for those people. Yeah. That's kind of, I mean, that's, I fall right. I think I've broken more clubs than broken 80. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, right. Right. That's, yeah. I need to call my good. I'm at, in, Eric, me and Eric are way back. I can, yeah. uh, as a, as a human and a golf instructor, uh, he gets both thumbs up for me. Oh yeah. But, I hit the lottery. I hit no, the he's, lottery. he's, he's I the mean, man. Yeah. He, the first he, time I met Eric, he, uh, he, I was, we didn't know each other. Well, I was at community college and he texted me and he was at the Leah Valley amateur playing and he needed a caddy and I was in my sociology class and I wasn't a very good student, so this wasn't a hard decision, but he said, do you want a caddy for me? And I just left the class and went to caddy for him at, at the Lee Valley Amateur. So That's I don't know if great. I did him any justice, but no, he's Does a great guy. Tony Finau have your number? <laughs> yeah. That's going to be my, that's my yeah. new, I tried to, Grayson Murray a couple years ago, like yeah. fired his caddy publicly. Yeah. And I was, I went on like a, a social media, um, like I was tweeting at him, just trying to get hired as yeah. his caddy. Yeah. Yeah, because do you know Michael Collins, the guy from you? I think you do. ESP the caddy. Oh, he, ESPN, yes, he just got his yeah, big yeah, he deal. Just, yes, I I was fortunate. And I worked for the when he was on XM Radio. I met him. I would drive him from hole to hole, and uh, so out. we became That's buddies. Cool. Yeah, and he told me his whole story about how he started as a caddy. Yeah, kind of like he was he was stand up comedian. Yeah, he was in town doing comedy. And some of the golfers came to his show. The one guy fired his caddy or, you know, had a thing with his caddy and just said, Hey, do you just want to finish the weekend on my bag? And the rest is history. It's a crazy That's story. So great. It's a That's crazy a great story. story. But yeah. It just goes to show like how fate sort of puts you in these circumstances. Like, like I have no business working in golf. I should That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it's just, it's so random, but do you play yourself. I do play. So when I, I, I've been around golf since I was a kid. My grandfather was an avid golfer. So from the time I was like six or seven years old, he would take me with him on the course 
and just let, you know, I'd walk with him. He walked. Yeah. I was seven. I didn't know <laughs> when I was seven, it's like five miles. So clearly this was a ploy to exhaust the grandkid right. that he was watching. So he's a genius. Yeah, that um, is smart. But at no time did anybody ever say, Mary, you want to try and play or put a club in my hand? So it wasn't until, um, I think it was like 2010. I had always helped with like charity scrambles, helped people plan them. And then 2010, I was like, why don't I just play? Like I yeah. like golf, why don't I just play? So I went to Dick's, I bought one of those like, you know, sets of clubs, $200 yep. set of clubs and jumped into the scramble. I didn't, like, I didn't even know how to put my hand on the club properly, <laughs> but it was, that was when I was sort of like, okay, you're allowed to do this too. Um, you like it. And that sort of started this for me, like, okay, now I want to take a proper lesson. So I did the gol get golf ready program, which for any beginner, I think highly, highly recommend get golf ready. And although I didn't do it, highly recommend operation 36 for anybody. Mm -hmm if they're a beginner or want to improve skills or learn the game. Um, so I did, I did that first uh, get golf ready program and that was it. I mean, once I was like, okay, like once I, you, you learn like, Oh, if I hold the club that way, it might do what it's supposed to yeah, do. It goes a little <laughs> so, bit straighter. Now. Yeah. Yeah. My, my joke is, you know, when I talk to people now about golf, I'll always say, so I'll say I work in golf and they'll say, Oh, I suck at golf. And I'm like, how many lessons have you had? Right. 99% of the time they say none. I'm like, well, then you should suck. Right. <laughs> you know well, that's because yeah. I've worked in golf retail for like over 10 years. Yeah. And people will come in and every year, you know, and not to knock tech advancements in technology. I think it's right. great, but somebody will come in that's not very good and they'll want to buy a driver that'll help get the ball straighter. But that's. <laughs> It's it's not gonna happen. Like, it, mm -mm. like there's nothing in that store that's gonna do that for you, except no. if it there's a pro. If there's a pro working at the store, yeah, that's the only tool. Yes, that can help you yes. get better at golf. Really, like yes. you can maybe, you know, improve. You know, get three yards closer to the center line with technology, but you got to get lessons. Yeah, it doesn't matter. The data doesn't matter if you don't know what to do exactly. with it. And, exactly. And and I think there's a huge misconception. People people buy gear based on look. Yeah. And that's just like no two swings are alike. If I've learned anything filming Eric give hundreds of lessons, um, it, it is that, that, you know, really, really, some people have similar problems, but the whys of it are very different. And, yeah. and I think the most encouraging thing is that regardless of your why, there is always a solution. Uh -huh. Like, yeah, like my swing speed, you, you know, Paul Viola at Bethlehem yep. Golf Club. Shout out to Paul, who has coached many state champions here in the Lehigh Valley. Um, his joke is that my swing speed wouldn't even get me a ticket on 22. <laughs> so, and he's not wrong. He's yeah. not wrong. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I can't. Construction zone or not construction zone? <laughs> Ooh, I think, I'm, I think I'm good in the construction zone. Okay. I think, All right, I good. think I'm good. Um, yeah, but, but during, during Corona when nobody's on 22, <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I really think that like even, but I even, I can birdie a hole. Yeah. You just gotta like, so what's your swing and what do you do with it? So, yeah. Well, speaking yeah. of that, so yes, is that how you got to connect it with <laughs> Eric? Were you like playing <laughs> golf and then you meet him through golf? So it was very interesting because I was taking lessons with a variety of coaches at Bethlehem doing the ladies leagues. And I was at a level where it was like, okay, I want to take this to more advanced. I want to mm -hmm. learn. I want to, I want an individual coach. 
So I started looking around to find the right coach for me. And like, um, I'm an adult woman who's not clearly doing this to get into a D1 school. So I talked to a variety of coaches who were all fantastic, but I had a variety of reactions from, you know, one of the things I was saying was, I would love to break 85 someday, like just mm-hmm. once, that would be great. I got the reaction of, do you know how hard that is? And I, my, I thought, well, sure, but what's the worst thing that happens? I break like 95, like, yeah, you yeah. know, so I want to give you money to teach me, like, yeah. what's the problem? So it just, I, I, I talked to about six different people based on recommendations and word of mouth and they were all great, but it just wasn't happening. Simultaneously, Eric Gorno had quit golf instruction. I remember he, that time. for a period of time, left golf instruction to do real estate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, through the through the fall of 2015 is when I was trying to find a new coach. January of 2016, I am at my annual physical <laughs> with my doctor, and he his son golfs. I knew that, and he's and so golf came up, and he. I said something about golfing at Bethlehem Golf Club. And he's like, oh, that's where my son's coach is. I was like, oh, who's your son's coach? He's like, Eric Cogorno. I was like, I thought he didn't coach anymore. He's like, no, he's back. That day I sent him an email and said, I'd like to talk to you about coaching. So within a week or two, I went to see him at the indoor facility. Mm -hmm. And I said to him what I had said to every other coach. I would love to break 85. Like within five years would be great, but that's just, you know, there's no rhyme or reason. That just seems a, a goal I want to have. And his immediate response was he put a worksheet in front of my face and said, okay, well, if you want that, this is what you have to do in each area of the game. He had no judgment. He had a plan. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, he's the guy. Right. <laughs> and, then, and then because of the caliber of, of juniors he was coaching at that time, I was like, oh, he's not going to want to coach me. He did. Like, I think, I think you know, for him, it was like, is she serious? Yeah. And he could tell that I was serious and wanted to do the work. So that, so he was my golf coach. That's a very long way to get to the point that he was my golf coach and that's how we met. So, um, yeah, that's how and it then started. When did you, when did you cast him as your project <laughs> <laughs> or did he have the idea? Can you, whose idea was Erica Gorno golf? Um, I would say by the time it became an idea, it was mutual. Mm-hmm. I definitely cast him. Yeah. He'll even tell you I cast him I mean, because I come from a PR background. Right. So and yeah. I think that's important to say, like I, I come, I would represent book authors and take them on media tours. So uh-huh. I, I, I always see things through the lens of promotable. Mm-hmm. And when I started working with him and saw how he explained things, he's a, he's a tremendous communicator period, let alone about golf. And I would, I was watching him. He would be teaching his juniors groups at the time. He had like, you know, 20, 30, high level junior players that would come in every day to work with him. So, you know, either after my lesson or before my lesson, I'd see him working with those juniors. And I was like, there's something here. There's definitely like, this guy is good, you know, and I don't remember exactly. It it wasn't many lessons in. it was like two or three lessons in. I said, Hey, do you care if I bring some friends of mine to film our lesson? Just, I was like, for no reason, I just wanted to see, and he was fine with it. And I just really wanted to see, like, is, can he be comfortable? Is there something yeah. here? Um, so we did that with no real purpose, just to see. And then later, the summer of 2016, I had him help me with a project and set aside a day to film. And and really with that, I, I was very convinced, like, you know, there are a lot of people who are great on camera. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people who can teach. 
not many people can do both. Right, right. And and really, you know, you could tell. Like you could just tell That's you just, could do this. I, you sneaky you you had a, you had him film a pilot without him even knowing that he was that's sneaky. That might be groundbreaking entertainment. Right there. <laughs> and that footage might be really valuable someday. Um, yeah. 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 Because I just, and it's funny, like it was just a, an intuitive sort of, yeah, this guy and he, and he'll tell you, he tells the story. Like he's done podcasts and interviews where he's talked about, like, he was not having it. He's like, I'm busy. I'm coaching 12 hours a day, seven days a week. I do not have the bandwidth for this. So finally what happened was we worked together from January through the whole summer. And then finally, I want to say like October of that year, he texted me. He's like, okay, all right, let's, let's try filming. And we didn't know what that meant, right. but he, but he said, he said, I have no time. So basically you can film me giving lessons. And that's what we started doing. We started just me following him with the camera and filming the lessons and through the process, really me learning so much. Too, um, a golf instructor's job is really hard. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, really hard, and um, yeah. mad respect. Yeah, for that. well, I went to school for that's what I I tried to go to school to be a, a PGA professional, really? and I just couldn't do it. We got I got to the giving lessons part of the, and I I'm like I don't like this because mm -mm. you're not. I mean, no, no offense to, it's not you're not working with the next Jordan Spieth every day, mm -mm. right? Sometimes you. But every golfer that comes and Eric, you give them like he did with you. You give them the same amount of attention and, and respect and uh, same amount of you to get them to play better golf. That's your role. Yeah. It's not to make the next Jordan Spieth. It's uh -uh. to make the person that wants to meet with you better at the game, no matter where they started. And some for me, that was I like it, it was just beyond my ability level, I think. So it, I, it, I, I too have so much respect. It's a skill. It's a gift. And I think the thing that's very unique about golf instruction is from one hour to the next, you might have Jordan Spieth type kid. And then you have me, you know, right. and it's a shift. You, gotta and shift. You, have to, you have to shift your mind. And for each one, you have to be equally as on. Right. Yeah, and that's exhausting. <laughs> yeah, you can't lot. be like, oh man, this person's not hitting. I, I liked watching the uh, the Jordan Spieth kid better. Mm -hmm. like, well, mm -hmm. you still got to make them better. Yeah, that's why they're here. That's your yeah. role. Yeah, and I think and I think that's what's been fun as this is transitioned to into more like online instruction with like a membership site and stuff. Watching him translate this to online, like YouTube was the first step of that mm -hmm. to prove it was possible. Um, so it's, it's been fun to, to be able to create that sort of avenue for his talents too, yeah. without him having to be hour after hour after hour. Um, talk, talk a little, talk, like, talk a little bit about that. The, the success, cause so, there's some people I'm sure that are critics of the model because you can't yeah. like, uh, golf instruction is kind of specific to the person, but yes. what are some of the benefits and what are some of the, to, to those people that are skeptical uh, what would you tell them about that, about Erica going golf and about the model of you can go on and get online instruction and, you know, be a member of somewhere and improve yeah. your game? Yeah. I think first and foremost, the most important thing to say is that everybody needs a coach. Everybody yeah. needs a coach. You can't pinpoint your priorities and what to work on and come up with your own practice plan. I mean, the pros aren't even doing that, right? <laughs> like yeah. They're good and they're not even doing that. I think everybody not only should have a coach, but deserves to have a coach uh -huh. and they're out there. There's plenty of them out there. Um, 
I think what I found, and I'm just going to talk about my personal observations. As a student of a golf instructor for many years, um, I was going once a week. Mm -hmm. Now that I've stepped back, and I don't, because I don't have time to play and practice anymore. <laughs> uh, but uh, I would say that a lot of people, I think, go to the coach physically as an anchor, as a crutch. You tell me. I don't, yeah. don't want to think about it. Yep. Do you approve of what I'm doing? Am I doing better? Like, I think there's a lot of like, you know, um, looking for a little emotional goodies yeah. from like the reinforcement. Like yes. the reinforcement. Yep. And I think what's very interesting, what has proven out now with uh, Kogorna Golf, the, the membership site is um, you don't need to be physically there with them. A coach needs to see your swing to make determinations. And Eric's always been great about that. Like people will ask random questions, you know, I'm hitting them, hitting it left. Why do you think I'm hitting it? He's like, I got to see your swing. <laughs> yeah. so, um, so, you know, the way the process works with our model is members submit a swing once a month. They have the option to do it twice a month, but once a month, it's a face on down the line video. And then Eric reviews it and says, okay, based on what your goals are, based on what you're seeing the ball flight do, because he does ask a series, series of questions also, here's what I think the main priorities are. Like, here are all the things going on, but here's what we're going to focus yeah. on. And then he takes them through for the next four weeks, this is what I want you to do. Mm -hmm. And it, it's a full-on prescriptive practice plan. And I think therein lies the key too. You don't leave a golf coaching session oftentimes with a, okay, I'm going to get a bucket. And for the first 20 balls, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And for the next 20 balls, I'm going to do this. The The way that Eric coaches and the team coaches at Corner Golf is very much a, a plan to follow, not go hit balls and make sure they don't, don't slice them. You know, yeah. um, and, and I think that works. And I think it's proven out. I mean, it, and it's also empowering people to start to recognize their own patterns and coach uh -huh. themselves. And if, you know, the way we're going to grow the game is if people have fun, like if people are frustrated, <laughs> like throwing clubs, they're not going to keep paying for golf. Right. And quite honestly, it's one of the few things people can do right now. So they better, <laughs> you know, if we want to keep them engaged, you need some of that positive reinforcement. And, and it has been a, awesome to watch people who I think didn't realize they could figure some of this stuff, stuff out, do that. And then come back and tell us like, you know, I had a goal to break 80 and I did it within the first two weeks because I started working on the right things. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So it's working. Is it for everybody? Probably not. I'm sure, you know, for the people who need an in-person, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah, I um, love the I love the drill. I love that drill aspect of it because a lot mm -hmm. of times you could like even me, you know, I've done golf club things. I could tell you why the ball is going left, but I because yeah, it's. Yeah, you know your face is closed, but I can't tell you how to not have your face closed. Right, that's, and <laughs> right. that's the whole yeah. point. That's the that's where you yeah. that's where the money is, right? Yeah, if you could see that, and the, sometimes a lot of instruction or advice, even if I'm like golfing with my friends, they're like, "Why am I hitting the left?" Well, your face is closed; it's going to go yeah. left. Well, how do I not do that? I, you got to go talk to Eric. Talk yeah. to somebody yeah. that ha has a drill in mind that yeah. you can repeat to not to yeah. not do that. And anymore. based on your root cause, yeah, like. My yeah. face too closed 
is exactly. for a different reason than you know your face too close. It's, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Sadly, it's usually too open. But you know. <laughs> yeah, for, for the most of us, it's always yeah, too open. Yeah. Yeah. So. But so it's working. Working. You talked a little bit about growing the game, and that's kind of, yeah. I mean, start the whole point of doing this show. I, I, I'm very interested in growing, like, the game of golf has been so good to me. Um, yeah. And I think for a while, not that the game was, it was, it was shrinking, right? There's, yeah. I think uh, we have less time to play this game and the, we have less money to play it. Where do you see the future of golf being in your position, seeing you're touring the country, you're talking to pros, you're, yeah. you're talking to people all over the place. Where do you see the game of golf going? Is it going to be maybe more of a virtual experience is like, is, can you play golf? You know, can we have a tournament where somebody's submitting their scores online kind of like and we can watch i don't know where, where do yeah. you see it going yeah it's you know i'm highly encouraged by the performance of not only our youtube channel but the other youtube channels uh -huh. from the guys who are more fun and vlog like a rick shields or somebody um that's positive they're only growing so that's happy um <laughs> i like that are you saying that eric's not fun no, he would. He's Eric's so fun, and <laughs> he's he's the funnest. Yeah, uh, but yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But like Rick is more like let's just go be crazy and talk about yeah. gear, mm -hmm. and you know Eric's every man's golf coach. Come on, yeah. Um, we've tried vlogs. People just you know, and people don't watch that, and they don't watch putting. They say they want putting, and they they never click on the video. Nobody practices putting. Nobody practices myself putting. included. I hate it's, it. I love putting practice. Do you? I do. I well, do. then you're going to break 85. You probably already have. Well, see, I love putting practice, but I would have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's that whole aspect of it. Um, I think, so I'm encouraged by that. I think there is something to be said for women playing the game. Mm -hmm. I think once women start to build some confidence in the game, they will spend money there. Um, I, we're not close yet, but it's right. it's a segment of the market. Uh, I, I don't know about how I feel yet about top golf and places like that growing the game. If it makes people comfortable to take it to the next level, that's awesome. I don't see that. I think a lot of people are like, oh, top golf's going to help grow the game. I, I don't. Yeah. Maybe an I, introduction I, to the game at, at yeah. best. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think to introduce this game to new people, sadly, a pandemic has helped <laughs> because yeah. people are paying attention. It's like, what can I do? You can do this. Um, I think there has to be a, a lot of energy, more energy spent on making the game of golf attainable for people on several levels. First of all, skill, like it can't be so hard for yeah. people, you know? So, so what does that look like? I think it does look like programs like Operation 36, where it's like, like let's back this up and, and help make this easier for you. I think it is access to information like via YouTube that mm -hmm. will help, you know, battle that. I think that kind of exposure is great. Um, I think from just a course perspective, my fear is like, you know, you said we traveled the country and we did, and, and it was very interesting in some of these um, cities that we went to when we needed a place to film, it was a little challenging to find a course to film. And that part scares me, the, the, the physical locations and is there a place for people to play? Um, so from that perspective, I, I think and hope over time 
that maybe courses can come up with ways. I know there's been a lot of push for like nine and dine when we could dine, mm -hmm. but, but I think that's smart. I think even yeah. if there is a like, you know, three hole warm up primer, like things like that, that, that tackle the time and money issue. Yeah. You know, if you can come up with things for a price point, I still think a game of golf or round of golf is typically very, very reasonable for what it is. Um, but I think that, that if you want to introduce more people, like if, you know, if, if, if in the midst of a pandemic, a husband does want to say to his, his girlfriend or you know, a husband does want to say to his wife, husband better not say it to his girlfriend <laughs> in front of his wife. I didn't want to, I was uh, going to yeah. say that there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's or, an, a, another issue. Yeah. Uh, or the uh, wife might be like, fine, take the girlfriend. I don't want to go. <laughs> but, um, but I think, you know, it, it's a far different, you know, ask to say, you want to go with me to play six, nine holes versus right. we're going to go take five hours in the 90 degree heat. So, you know, I, 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 I think it's a combination of factors. I didn't give you a like concise answer. Um, no, perfect. I think overall the thing that will help grow the game is information and accessibility. Yeah. I'm a huge nine hole guy. Yeah. I'm, I love yeah. playing nine in and out walk too. I think Same thing. it's great. Yes. It's quick. Yep. Um, but let's talk like how, your, your your background you said was in PR and mm -hmm. then we we got I have your we have your story from meeting Eric forward how yeah. about getting to the point where uh you're working in PR to wanting to do video yeah so I worked for Rodale which was a Lehigh Valley institution in their book division doing book PR and it was awesome uh I got to you know book authors on media and and go on book tours with them, and it was fantastic. And then in about 2003, I, I realized like this has been great, but to keep doing the work that I love, you know, when you're in a corporation, it's like, okay, well, I'm gonna get promoted, but that means I have to sit in more meetings. Yeah. <laughs> and the part of this job that I really like is the physical hands-on work. So at that time, I, said to my boss, like, I love the work I do here. I have to leave here to do it the way I want to do it. And to her credit, Cindy Ratzlaff, I got to give her a shout out, said, what can I do to help make that happen? And help set me up with a, with a, a freelance contract with them. And I started doing PR freelance. So it was awesome. I got to work with a variety of publishers and authors and it was great. Um, and then about like 2000. 2008, uh, as social media starting to amp up, as more of the television and, and different media outlets are starting to hire their own health experts, so they weren't mm -hmm. like booking people I was trying to pitch, there was just a combination of factors. And then um, ultimately, I worked on a project that while the project was very successful, um, I was left uh, actually not getting paid out of my contract. <laughs> So it was sort of a very big sign from the universe. Like this is, you know, this is not where you need to be anymore. You've is that, talked, go ahead. Is that something that was like unique or was that something that you would have had to almost consider if you continued in that industry? Is that like maybe a thing that could happen? Because like, I know in comedy, yeah. there's times there's bookers, you know, that are just kind of not in infer your best interest and they might just not pay you. That's the yeah. thing you understand. Was that something that might've happened had you, or is that just kind of. That was that bad? one. It was very unique to that project. 
And I think that's why it did resonate so loudly with me because mm -hmm. it was like, if, if that project can have that kind of success and I not get paid for it, then this is not where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> like, this yeah. is just, um, and I, and I think I was just depleted. I'm my stock phrase to everybody when I started to change was I'm not above it, but I'm over it. Right. Like uh, I've perfect. done it. Um, yeah. And it's, it's just a feeling. It's like, I can do this. It's not that I think I shouldn't be doing this, but it's like, should I be doing this? Like, yeah. I, there are a lot of things I can do. Like I can, if you put a full dozen donuts in front of me, I can, eat them. it <laughs> yeah. doesn't mean I should. Yeah. So, you know, and that was sort of my philosophy, like, okay, I can stick with this. Am I going to be happy? Am I going to be yeah. fulfilled? Is that fair to the clients? Does no. it make you, it didn't make you feel good. Which no. is like, what do you? What are we really doing then? What know? are we really doing? And I always, always, always loved the TV aspect when I would go with with clients to television. Loved production. For years, I've asked my friends in production, like, teach me, teach me. And I think to them, it was like their day job. They're like, you don't want to do this. They would yeah. see me roll in like with the car service and the client. They're like, you don't want to do this. Um, and then finally, I took it upon myself. I signed up for a four-day video production boot camp in New York. And that set everything in motion for me with video. So, and so in four days, you kind of got your the boots on the ground. You're, yeah. But how much of what you do and are doing are you learning as you go? So oh, if somebody out there God. is thinking about maybe trying something like this, myself yeah. included, yes, I, I've been trying to, I'm obviously do, on my own a little bit more. I'm doing my own stuff. It was overwhelming. Yeah. Learning things that yeah. I didn't have to know before now, it, it, but I'm, you chip away at it and you start to gain more confidence. Yeah. You, are you, is that still happening every, every day? Every single day. <laughs> every, <laughs> I like the things that I've had to master and learn on the fly are ridiculous. <laughs> like, like I, there are times where I'm like, you used to just sit on the phone and send emails. What are you doing? <laughs> like, and, but I think that's the part I love. I've always loved learning new stuff. I, I'm not big on like, I, I think that's why I love golf as a hobby. Cause it's like, okay, I'm going to do better next time. I'm always trying to beat something. And I think I like the practical learning aspect mm -hmm. of things. So um, oh my God. It like, yeah, let's, let's find a way to whittle this down. I mean, every single day from the moment I started this, especially with Eric, like if we go back, um, I literally Googled how to start a YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, because went, there's no, there's no, you're not following a model. You're, no, you, you know, no. like if, if you, even if you would do a TV show, there's kind of like a, a, a rule book or, you know, some, yeah. but you're doing what you guys did is not like, you know, you just kind of do it. You got to figure yeah. it out as you go. Yeah. And what I would say now to someone starting out, like if somebody wants to like, let, we'll just use YouTube because that's what I know and it's available to everybody. Um, I think I would say not perfect is better than never done. And so like use your phone, just yeah. use your phone. If I would have to pick one thing, because that's the other thing too, like people will spend gobs of money on gear that they don't even know how to use because they yeah. think they need it. The reality is the phones now are amazing camera wise. I would always recommend good audio because I think audio is a, is a key factor. If uh -huh. you're watching anything on a screen 
and it's beautiful. Like there's two people in front of this amazing beach sunset, but you can't hear what they're saying. Are you going to keep watching? No, no. no. Yeah. Even yeah. if it looks beautiful. So audio is a big, big deal. I would say if, if you're going to invest any energy in learning something or buying something, it would be audio. And the rest is really take your phone, figure out what you want it to be like, find your voice before you worry about the the gear and all of that stuff. Cause at the end of the day, it's about the human. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, really the gear, all of that is just the vehicle to connect humans. And you gotta start with that and and live there first. Yeah, for sure. And you know, your success with Eric and you guys you've had success. They've been in Forbes magazine, you've done a nationwide tour. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands of views, hundred thousand subscribers, millions of views, right? Yeah. So you yeah. got to be, and not to take anything away from Eric. Eric's great, but you got to be a hot commodity too. People, <laughs> like, do you have other projects that you yep. uh, are interested in, or are you just focused on? Kugorno? Yeah, I'm full. I'm full on Kagorno Golf now, and 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 I must, must, must say, you know, the, the process of content creation is a grind. It's oh, a yeah. grind, and he is a one take wonder. I mean, he, he comes in with topic ideas. We do sort of a pre filming uh, discussion and he, he just rolls with it. And he, it is a gift. It is a gift. And I think about like some of the other production work I had done prior to working with Eric, you know, usually that would have been my job to write it, to come up uh -huh. with it. And then, you know, is the talent okay with it? Okay. And, and this wouldn't work if he didn't have the work ethic he, he has and didn't have that sort of do that for me. So I got to give that credit because it's just, and, and so many other things. I mean, it's definitely a full on team scenario. Of course, scenario. Of um, I, I certainly, especially because of him giving me the shout outs along the way, I have had people contact me in the golf industry and otherwise. And um, it was, it's, it's interesting cause I had been freelance for so long. It's like, that's awesome. I'm going to get more work. And then I was like, but do I really want more work now? Or yeah. do I just want to like go full on focus on this? And it, I, I think part of why this works also is cause it is the first time I have really focused on one entity to promote and create. And mm -hmm. that's fun for me too. You know, freelance is great. Um, but there's something to be said for being a part of a team and a brand. And, and it's been, it's been fun. It's been really fun. 100%, yeah, it's, it's yeah. your, it's your thing. Every, yeah. every hour yeah. you put into it is, you know, it's not for a company, you yeah. know, it's not for a yeah. paycheck it, it, in, in a way, but it's also to grow your thing, which is, a, yeah. which is cool. Yeah. I mean, definitely the, the process of creating and learning and building is what energizes me. Yeah. to do this. It, it's really hasn't ever been about um, the money. Now, having said that, <laughs> to all my create fellow creators out there, or even people that golf who are listening that like, you should always have in mind, what is the value of this? How am I going to make money off of this? But yeah, right. it's, yeah. It's, it doesn't, you can do that, even if it's not a motivating factor, mm -hmm. and should, and should. So I have a couple, I'm gonna have, I have a couple questions, like funny, fun questions. But yeah, before yeah. I do get to that, what is what should people expect coming down the road from you and Kagorna Golf? You got anything on the horizon? What do you, uh, is it kind of, if you can say anything? Um, we're going to keep focusing on our mechanic stuff, which is awesome that people love and keep getting better with the production of that. Um, 
maybe more collaborations down the road. Right okay. now we're having a lot of our fellow Kogorna Golf coaches come on and do the channel with us, but um, definitely want to do more collaborations down the road. That might be more of a winter project. Our plan is to make Florida the home base over the winter, depending on the state of the world. Um, right. I think that product wise, there might be some more fun things Ooh, coming out. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, so, but, but honestly, we will continue to be steadfast and true to YouTube and our vibe and, and be there for people. And I mean, I think the funnest new thing is that people can work with Eric now, which they couldn't in person and you yeah. know, which is cool. Well, which and that's, cool. that's the thing you watch the PGA tour almost, and this is happening way more frequently. You they'll, they'll highlight a young golfer and uh, whether they have a unique swing or not. And the people will say that they learned their swing on YouTube. They didn't go to anybody and that never would have happened. Like, uh -uh. You, you, you don't it's there's there's another way to do it and then you'll hear this person how did you get that swing how did you how did you get the mechanics well i just watched youtube videos you didn't yeah. go to a pro like so yeah. as somebody that's like not a country club person i don't have like endless amounts of money it's kind yeah. of inspiring and it gives you hope that you can get better yeah by you know youtube you can do it absolutely right? absolutely and i think we're just in an interesting time now where it's not common enough that people embrace it I think five to 10 years from now, people would be like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. yeah. You know, I think, you know, George Gankus and, and Matthew Wolf, like that's been an interesting thing in terms of PGA tour, like him being out there and George Gankus sort of is that like hybrid, like he is coaching him live, but he is the like Instagram guy. Yeah, so that's yeah, yeah. been interesting too. Like mm -hmm. it makes me wonder what like a, like a Claude Harmon thinks of someone like a George Gankus who's <laughs> crazy, but, um, well, they, but there, there was an article about that. I forget. It, it was a golf digest. I think it, I think he was a Butch Harmon was talking about him and about how yeah. different they are, but there was a mutual respect because at yeah. the end of the day, the whole goal is to get people better at golf. And if that's happening, you, you can't knock anybody's, yeah. you know, uh, methods. So, yeah. and I think that was the most, um, uh, the biggest takeaway from our cross country tour um, for anybody who didn't like check it out or doesn't follow the channel. We, we traveled the country for basically five months and Eric met with and filmed with the top teaching professionals across the country. And yeah. what was interesting, like they might communicate something in a different way, but they all do have the same goals. And, uh -huh. and it's really interesting to watch them sort of like these academic mad scientists talk about like different issues and different things and shallowing the swing and, and all, all kind of get to the same place. It's cool. It's very cool. Yeah, for sure. And I think the, the future, you know, is going that way. It has to, everything is, we have all these, have all this technology at our disposal. It can yeah. only, it can only help everything yeah. really. Yeah. Or but, like, like make our minds explode and we <laughs> yeah, it's, give yeah, up and true. start like knitting. So true. True. Yeah. Which yeah, is, you know, not a bad pastime. Yeah, but I have a couple, a little lightning round for you. <gasps> okay. Okay. Uh, golf movie, favorite golf movie. Caddyshack. Come on. Caddyshack. Okay. Yeah, because um, classic. It's classic. Over and Tin Cup and Happy Gilmore. Um, Happy Gilmore would be next. Okay. I can honestly say I don't know that I've ever watched Tin Cup all the way through. Oh my god. I know. Oh my know. god, that's Should... that's my top movie of all time. Is it? Yeah. Okay, then I'll have to add it to the list. I, I, Caddyshack, I think, transcends golf. Like, you can get anybody to watch it if it's yeah, on, yeah. it on. So I think that's part of why. I have this idea 
uh, I want to make a uh, like a like a Ryder Cup match versus all the fictional golf characters. So, <laughs> like if if Roy McAvoy from Tin Cup, yeah, and uh, Happy Gilmore on the same team, yeah, versus David Sims, who is his nemesis in Tin Cup, yeah, and Shooter McGavin, who that are you taking? Awesome. Oh, I gotta take Happy and come on, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta. What about I, but uh, the antics? <laughs> would be delicious. Yeah. On the yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah. What about it's Noonan, right? And yeah. uh what's Dangerfield's character? Oh, I'm not yeah. I forget. Was he on last night too? And I can't think of it. Oh, he's on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then I yeah, have them take on yeah. shooter yeah. and I actually love that idea. Yeah. Love that idea. Yeah. Um so and you spent you spent time with Eric on the road. Is is he a uh, who's a more of a morning person? You or Eric? Both, but both definitely morning people, but I'm a 4.30 a.m. morning person. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg style. I'm Mark Wahlberg style without the hardcore workout. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why up so, just to be, to be productive? You know, it's so weird. Like it's just kind of started happening. And now it's like, I don't know if it's a circadian rhythm thing, but now it's like if I sleep past that, I feel off. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can't say that it makes me necessarily more productive, but that's yeah. Yeah, uh -huh. fortunately both morning people. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh what's your favorite club in the bag? I'm a wedge like okay. Like fiend. So I would have to say my pitching wedge. My right. I love I that like 50 to 65 yard shot is like I just feel completely confident with that shot. I don't know if, if I love that shot because I don't have to use as much lower body. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> um, I love, love, love that club. Love it. All right. And last yeah. one, dream foursome. And where are you playing? <gasps> You're on the spot. Okay. Um, we're playing because uh, I would love to play it. And we saw it. We were in Pebble Beach at Monterey Peninsula Country Club. Uh -huh. So that would be my first want to play that course choice um i know there's amazing places all over the world but i would like to have the opportunity to play that um back up from our tour superstition mountain in gold canyon arizona stunning um dream foursome well i wouldn't hate and i did sign up for the charity auction thing but i clearly didn't win uh bill murray justin timberlake oh. and then justin thomas yeah that'd be that, that i think that would be festive and fun um, sorry, Eric, <laughs> I'm with you every day. <laughs> like, I just, yeah, I, I just think that would be so fun. Yeah. So fun. I yeah. agree. Like, that'd, yeah. that'd how, about, how about you? Who's your uh, team person? I asked and I don't even, I'd have probably, I mean, it's at Augusta. I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, Bill Murray, I would like to play with, um, I, I don't know. Like, I would like to play with like Dustin John. I would like to play with people that are so good. Yeah. That yeah. Just like being, being all, I love going to PGA tour events and just being in awe of yeah. them. Like I just hang out at the range, but tiger, I'd play with tiger. That'd be cool. That'd be great. That'd and, be great. Uh, like, yeah. yeah, maybe Obama. That that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you know, yeah. he'd be fun on the porch. Yeah, so. Obama. Steph yeah. Curry, Steph Curry, tiger and Obama. Yeah. And what would be fun would be to watch the competitive thing going on between them and just yeah. sit back and be like, I'm, I'm good. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 
I'll yeah, get the sure. flag. I'm good. That's yeah. what was awesome to see in those before PG the PGA Tour started again. Those uh, the charity, yeah, like foursomes yeah. that started very friendly, but then you saw you saw the competitive juices kick in, especially yep. even so with like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, where yeah. they're not golfer, they're not pro golfers, but they're just so competitive that you know it kicked in the gear and. Yeah. And to your point about growing the game, I thought they did a phenomenal job with the match with Tom Brady and Peyton Mm -hmm. Manning. And I think that's how you do it too, like crossover stuff where it's like, oh, I love these guys, so I'll watch. I think they did a brilliant job. They could come up with better golf programming. Yeah. And you mentioned for women. I think women, you know, my mom loves to play, but sometimes she's a little intimidated to go out and play. Uh, So I think that's, that's important as well. But yeah. Yeah. Um, Mary, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Time. Thanks. For, and thanks for your support along the way for everything oh, we've been doing awesome, and for yeah. giving some love to the game. I think you're in the right spot. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I'm sure this won't be the last time we cross paths. Uh, yeah. and we'll do this again sometime. We'll be out there. Maybe we could both try to break 85 together. I love point. it. I love it. At least on the first nine. <laughs> <There So. you laughs> All right. All right. Thanks. Thank you.